You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to session 10. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so pumped for you to dive into this session because I feel like it just encompasses so many things that I talk about so often in business that I just think are so important, like understanding what ease really means, getting it right versus making it right, being human with flaws and still having success, like so many of the things that I feel like are just so important. I mean, we even go into like stacking strategies, CEO mode, like it's just amazing how (laughs) beautiful this all kind of transpired this session. So if you have been following me for a long time, you're going to hear a lot of familiar concepts, but you're going to really be able to see them in new ways through Erica. And if you haven't, you're going to be introduced to some really, really important foundational concepts and foundational principles that are really going to make a huge difference in your business. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. And I really, really hope it serves you. And again, as always, If it does, I would love to hear from you. Erica would love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening. Hi, what's going on? (laughs) It's Wednesday and here we are again. We're doing this. (laughs) It always feels so strange when we've had a week where we didn't meet. Right, right. It feels like so long. Um. (laughs) And I pendulate between like, I miss Lacey so much. I'm like, I don't need that bitch. (laughs) Get her away from me. (laughs) So true. (laughs) It kind of has that feeling of like, wow, there's so much time. Like I'm not, I'm not processing stuff. And it's also good because it's kind of like when we talked about taking a week off work. uh, Yeah. Mm. yeah, A week off work. A month. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. A month and then scheduling in a week. There is actually sometimes the more spaciousness for things to like really be for me to really encounter things when, when Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of space in between our meetings. I think that's so true. I mean, I think that's part of the reason to do that too, is because sometimes like I think when we never have a break from it, we're like always in like a new process or something versus getting to really like see one through and see what comes up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been quite an interesting two weeks. <laughs> Tell me all the, all the details. You have 10 people in Shameless. Yeah. 10 people. The 10th person so hasn't officially paid yet, but she was like a firm yes on the call yeah. and, um, she's received, um, uh, the link to join. We did like a little customized thing for her. Um, so I'm guessing she's joining. Um, but if not her, then there will be someone else. Like if there will be a 10th. Yeah, exactly. Number 10 has arrived. Um, so that's so amazing. And, uh, and I basically hit my initial goal, which was 10. And then I yep. said, well, mm-hmm. fuck it. Let's, let's have a, a really exciting goal. And I said 15. So, um, so that's amazing. That's a massive celebration. 
it's so cool to be at that place where like either way you've crushed it, right? Like if you get more, you crushed it. If you get 10, it was beyond your expectations anyway. Like it's all amazing, right? In a way, just so insane. <laughs> yep. Um, and in another way, so natural and easy. And I was talking to Sam, my VA about this and we were like, this is the easiest launch ever. <laughs> It's Isn't that funny? I've sent like five emails. Right. And like every email has worked really well. <laughs> every email has worked well. It feels yep. like it's really spoken to a specific reader. Yep. Obviously, there were the waitlist launch emails as well. Obviously, there was a lot of work that went into doing the turn on event. But um yeah, and, and it just it just reinforces again what I know. Like I love. I love building the relationship with my future clients and my community and audience. And then yep. when I do that and I emphasize that launching is like a tiny, tiny thing of business, but that, that generates so much revenue. <laughs> like exactly. It feels like a culmination as opposed to like a whole thing, right? It's almost like the culmination of these relationships you've been building instead of like where I feel like if you don't do that, sometimes launching can feel so intense because it feels like you're trying to do all of that in a short window, build the relationship, get the conversion, whatever. And you're like, well, I've already built so much consistency with them. I just have to send some emails and it's working. Something I really like to play with clients is how can we see things already as a win? I think that is so useful for our brains because it puts us in this situation of being like, oh, the outcome is already good. And so it helps us really show up in a different way for that. Where sometimes if we think like, oh, well, I'm not sure the outcome could still be terrible. Like we really get way too much in fear and it makes it harder and harder to show up and harder and harder to let things be easy. So with Erica having 10 people in Shameless, which was really her initial goal, right? It opens the door for her to look at it all as a win now and continue to have such an easy launch because of it, right? Because of that lens. So if it's all a win now, then like, Every email is fun and exciting. Every email has more ease to it. Every post feels simpler because like she's already crushed the goal and now it's just about seeing it through. And the other thing I really want to point out here too is part of the reason she already signed 10 people and is having such an easy launch is because she built the relationship before the launch. So something that I say a lot is that launches are made between launches, <laughs> meaning like the actual success of your launch is probably credited far more to what you did in between the launch than what you did during the actual launch. And what Erica did really, really well in between was show up, give a ton of value to her audience and really build that relationship. So it's both the ability to look at it as a win and the ability to really set the foundation beforehand that is creating so much ease in this launch for her and really amazing results. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then um, I was actually I was teaching a class um, for like how to run a business and build audience and all of that um, this week for um, for an online coaching thing. Um, and and they were asking me, so what do you do? And like, wh what are your what is your strategy? And, and like, what does a week look like? And I said, well, I have my 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 weekly newsletter on Wednesdays. I do a weekly live in my Facebook group. I post on Instagram. Um, I do this and this and this and this. And 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 there was a, a person who responded like, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, how the fuck do you do all that? Um, 
and and I really, and to a certain degree, attribute you for for like having the the capacity to do this because you talk about stacking a lot. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what it feels like. Like I, 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 over a long steady period of time, I grew confident with Instagram and my voice and my expression there, and then expanding. You know, just and I think this is such a common thread also in my business of really going slow and steady. Uh, yeah. And that wins the race, but just that it's been a really slow, gradual process, and then boom, it can pop, and it really feels like it is yes. right, right. And you're like, oh wow, like the momentum has just taken itself, kind of. Do you know what I mean, right? So one of the things I'm so passionate about is stacking strategies. So you've heard me talk about that before. Basically, what I mean is doing a strategy, getting it down and only adding another one when you can stack it on top of it. What most people do is shift strategies a lot. Like they'll try one, they'll shift to another and shifting can just make business feel really, really hard. And it can take a really long time to to see the fruits of that labor. And stacking is where business can get easier and easier and where the momentum really builds. And so that's really what Erica's experiencing here, right? It's been slow and steady, like she said, and then it feels like it just pops, right? And you guys, this is always how it works for my clients. Like it feels slow. It feels like, oh, I'm just doing the same things over and over again. But that is where the momentum builds until one day you're like, oh my God, my business is blowing up and I'm not doing anything different. And I know for our brains that can be so frustrating because we want it to be like, no, what's the magic thing? Give me the magic thing that I can just do different and everything will pop. And it's this, it's stack your strategy, go at it slow and steady and let the momentum carry you until it pops. And that ease is so evident. So hopefully this is just a ton of evidence around that for you of how well that can work and how that is what creates long-term results and ease in business. So I've been reflecting on that. Um, and then, uh, and then another celebration, I just signed a new one-on-one client before our call. So that's really yes. fun. Yes. Um, and she said she found me a year ago and she's been like lurking. I've never heard anything from her. <laughs> I didn't know she existed. <laughs> um, I never seen her comment or like or do anything. Yes. And all of a sudden, boom, there's a, a, uh, an interest form for coaching. She seems really keen. Um, we meet and she's, she's signed up on a payment plan. That's amazing. It's so funny how that is. Right. And I think it's so beautiful to have that evidence because it's like, it reminds you like the same thing can happen in this launch. Like you could have former people come out of the woodwork and like, you don't even know. And I think sometimes we want to get so like, in that in business where we can predict who the next person is going to be and just realizing we can't, but they're always there is the magic, right? Mm. Kind of feels like I'm really loving all these strangers. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in a relationship Mm. with all these strangers and they know me and I have no idea who they are, but I love them and I appreciate them. And I will keep, keep this like one way dialogue until it becomes a two way dialogue and a, a paid relationship basically. And then you'll welcome them in. Yeah. 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 Mm. So that's, so that's been really mm-hmm. wonderful. And that felt really, uh, just amazing to sign her. She's, she's, um, she's really cool. Um, and what else we've onboarded the new VA. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's building slowly and feels so good. 
Um, and then I also cycled through some, uh, some overwhelm of like, oh my God, I have so many clients now. And oh my God, so many people in Shameless. Actually, I'll close the door. I don't want more people. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take it. It's too much, too much. Um, too many humans. But mm. I realized why it felt like that. Um, and it was this funny thing that my brain was doing. Like, oh, now that I've had, you know, that I've made like over 30K this month, like I have to make more next month. And then I have to, I have to make, yeah, uh, and I have to make more the next month after that instead of feeling like, oh, wow, now I've made so much money that there is a buffer for me to really take it easy for a while and see how much time and energy it takes for me to actually develop and hold this. Before I start thinking about the next thing, because I was already like, okay, so now, you know, let's start planning the course that launches in January. And I have this person that's going to do a work trade and it's a perfect match. And now I have the VA so we can start utilizing her to like do all the videos. And already I was starting to feel so stressed. Yeah. And, and, and feeling like I'm, uh, like I'm a slave to the business or like I'm somehow Mm -hmm. like, I owe my business to earn more now or work harder now. And it was like, right. no, it's the exact opposite. Now I have this amazing buffer in my, in my bank account and over, you know, the next two months and we're going to launch uh, pleasure treats in November. So right. that's mm-hmm. probably a 10 K launch. Um, and I could literally like not earn anything in October and still October, November, December and still like pay the bills. So mm-hmm. and still effectively have 10k months. <laughs> yeah, right. So this conversation around Erica's 30k plus month, right? And and the difference between needing to replicate that number every month versus seeing it as a buffer that makes every other month easier is so damn important. I think it is one of the biggest traps in our space that as soon as you hit a number, you should never, ever dip below that number ever again. Like, that's not how business works, right? Like, that's not how incremental growth works. Like, that, like business lines do not just steadily go upward and never, ever adjust, you know? Mine often looks fluctuating, but we are always making more year-over-year, quarter-over-quarter. But... It has nothing to do with that idea of having to hit a big number every month. That is so pressure inducing and it really, really can make you freeze. Like every client I've ever had that's had a big month has always gone, oh my God, how do I replicate it? And the pressure builds, right? And the way we can take that pressure down is to be like, well, I don't have to every single time. And the more I do this, the more it will just naturally happen, right? But the idea that now Erica has created a big buffer for herself is such a beautiful place to lean into. It doesn't mean she won't continue to replicate this, but she'll be more likely to replicate it by bringing down the pressure. Do you see how that's so true? Like where it will be easier is if she doesn't feel so much pressure around hitting it again and again, right? We do that to ourselves and it just freaking freezes us, right? And stops us from doing what we just talked about, which is like stacking strategies and keeping it moving. We want to shift. We want to figure out like, what's the secret I have to have to replicate this. And it's really like the secret is finding a way to be chill enough about it that you can keep going. And that's exactly what Erica is doing by thinking about it in the way of creating a buffer versus having to hit it constantly. 
So it was a really interesting、um, realization of of that, and then I think, yeah, and and one of the solutions, or one thing that I realized is that actually I enjoy creating while delivering. Like for now with Shameless, like I said, I would write out the three first sessions, but I've only written out the first because I kind of want it to grow on me, and and I don't have to have it pre-made because I'm actually、yeah. not that busy. Like, and be, you kind of want to be in the experience and then be responsive to the experience, right?、Mm. And so when it comes to the course launching in. In January, it's a it's it's more content heavy in terms of like video and audio yeah, and things、yeah. like that. So of course there needs to be this like we need to prepare and we need to be proactive in creating some of it. But I could actually wait until November, like late November, to start creating it. And if I have all the support with the VA and this, you know, then we'd still be fine to launch it in. December and and the sales page is already done because、right. we, we did that and then we cancelled and postponed so it would be such easy work to actually create it so there's no point doing it now and and what happened and I think why I got like addicted to that of of that way of working is that I'm still stuck in like employee mode. Like、mm. worker mode, like I have to work, I have to do these, like I have to put in these hours, I have to do 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 do, and what I realize is that I'm I'm not an employee anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm the CEO and I'm the most important person in the business. Yeah, and I need to really slow down because I spend so much energy and capacity thinking. And creating, yep.、Mm-hmm. You're almost like um, <laughs> this is such like a uh sounds like a terrible way to say it, but it's like the the best explanation. But it's like you're almost the talent in the business too,、mm-hmm. right? So you kind of have to think about yourself like that, where it's like if you're like the one going on stage that night, you're not the one setting up the sound. <laughs> Or whatever, like you have to like preserve the talent, so to speak, right?、Mm. Exactly. And before, when I was when I was studying and working, and even working as a nurse, and like all all my previous jobs I've had have been, I mean, even though I'm unique, I'm I was replaceable. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Mm. And. As the CEO and and the like top coach of my business, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. The business has been without you. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So I need to really make sure that I am happy <laughs> and、uh-huh. energized and have a, have a mostly full cup. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And、mm-hmm. so now I really understand why. Successful people like get all the fucking massages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And like do all the things that they do and consider it work because it is really taxing. 
Yeah. And why they make decisions that are like, what, what supports me to feel best or what's like, when do I want this launch? Because I need to figure out like what my capacity is and all of that kind of stuff versus it being like, oh, we just launched then because we launched then or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like really looking at things through a different lens of like what supports Erica the most, you know, because that is what supports the business the most. I think this conversation around employee mode versus CEO mode is really important. And I think it like the big difference there sometimes is like reactivity versus being in the vision or the visionary, right? Like the CEO is not in reactivity mode all the time. And I think sometimes when we get in employee mode in our business, we really put ourselves in reactivity mode. We're always reacting to the next thing versus stopping thinking, taking that vision, taking that time and really seeing it through. So that's super important. I also want to mention what I said about kind of like being the talent in your business. I kind of hate saying it that way, but I think it's so important where you really have to think about yourself as like, I am this business's biggest resource and my talent in that, whether it's, you know, coaching or teaching or providing a service or whatever it is, like I have to preserve that piece, if I don't get to use my talent or get burned out using my talent because I'm in employee mode all the time, the business kind of ceases to exist or be really, really um, like exciting and profitable if the talent isn't there, right? It's like if the person performing at night spent all day setting up, you know, the stage and everything and then was too tired to perform, what was the point? Right. So when you can really look at yourself like that, you know, you can obviously do it in a humble (laughs) way, but really take ownership of that, that like you are that, like your talent is the most important thing in the business. It really can take you out of that hustle, 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 do, 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 react, react, react mode into seeing like, oh, my job is to preserve that as much as possible and to preserve my energy for that as much as possible so the business can continue to operate and grow. So that immediately made me feel like, wow, there's so much time. There's no rush. Uh, there's so much money. There's so mm-hmm. much money. And yep. mm-hmm. I literally created money out of thin air mm-hmm. for shameless. Like I, people have literally paid me for something that doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, for their, <laughs> for their, like I, their trust in me that I'll deliver. Yeah. And so, so I can do that again and again and again. Hmm. And what's so cool, I think, about the whole Shameless piece in general, too, is like what what made you decide to launch Shameless is because it was what you were most lit up and excited about. Mm-hmm. And so really being able to trust that in your business more and more now, like so like when you were feeling like overwhelmed or stressed about the course, it's like, nope. I follow what makes me like most lit up and excited. What makes me feel the best right now is waiting till November. Like it's like you get to follow that path so much more in your business because you can see how it pays off when you follow that path. Right. Yeah. And then I don't let, like, I still show up and do the work. Like if I don't feel like doing a Facebook live on a Tuesday, I will still do it because of course I'm not, I'm, you know, I take my business seriously, but when it comes to those like higher, Yes, it's like micro versus macro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but but that's exactly it. And now I'm really starting to feel so excited about this course um, that I really want to launch in, in January. Um, and I'm realizing that it can be a really simple experience creating the whole thing. Um, 
and we can start in November. I don't have to start now. And, and you know, you can have easeful launches. Mm-hmm. And it's an easeful launch and we can, yeah. it's mm-hmm. enough if we're just two weeks ahead in production. Yeah. Um, and everything will work out. And even if, even if we're de- delivering the course and I get sick or Sam gets sick and I can't work for a week and we fall behind, fuck it. I'll just give them like amazing bonuses instead and say like, Hey, shit happens. I'm a mother and you know, I can't, I couldn't work for a week because we have the flu or whatever. Um, you're human. I think you can understand. And if not, here's a refund and get the fuck out. Like, I don't want you in my space. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. You know, like, it's fine. Like, you're not a friend. Like, this is not how, how, how I treat my customers. And this is not how I want my t- customers to treat me. See ya. I think something that is, has been so helpful to me that I think about all the time on, in terms of this is like, I don't have to always get it right, but I will always make it right. Mm. You know? And so it's like, you don't have to get it perfect every time where it's like, we never ever have a, a thing where I don't get sick or what, but what I trust myself is that I will always make it right. So like what you're saying is like, I'll add a bonus. I'll give them extra, like I'll, I will always make it right. And that's what I can trust myself in. And so it takes the pressure off it looking perfect and getting it perfect all the time. Cause you just know you'll make it right. Something that I talk about with clients all the time is this idea of, do I need to get it right? Or do I need to make it right? So I just really want to dive into that because I think it is one of the most like mind altering shifts you can have in business. But again, you know, theme today takes down the pressure. So what we often do in business is think we have to get everything right. Every time on the first try, get it right, get it right, get it right. You know, and obviously so much marketing in our industry is aimed at that. This idea that you have to get it right. And the truth is, if you're building your own business from scratch and you're not, you know, like franchising someone else's, you're not always going to get it right. That's like part of the game we're playing. And so you can't really rely on that all the time or you end up keeping yourself really small and stuck and only doing the things you know for sure you're going to get right. But the way through that is to know that you will make it right. Okay, so I definitely don't trust myself to always get it right. That is faux show. Like, I do not trust that I will always get it right at all in my business. But what I know to my core is that I will always make it right. If I fuck something up, I will take full responsibility for that. I will make it right. If someone, you know, has feedback for me, I will take it. I will make it right. Like, that is where you can find your power in business, right? That's where you have unlimited opportunity to go after things because you don't have to get it right all the time. You just have to trust that if you don't, you'll do everything in your power to make it right. And so this isn't about like go out and create intentional harm by any means, but it's about like the little things where we're like, well, I'm not great at video. So like, I better not. Okay. Well, like if you give you know, a terrible video experience and don't give the information you promise. Can you make it right by giving it later? Or, you know, if you tell everyone that like the podcast is going to air on a certain date and you end up not being able to make it happen, can you make it right by just explaining what actually like occurred there? Like it's things like that, right? Where we get ourselves so trapped in this idea of must do right perfect all the time. And we stay stuck when we open ourselves to the idea that like, you can trust yourself to always make it right. 
everything gets easier and it feels like doors swing open. So I really would challenge you to play with that in your own business. Where are you keeping yourself stuck trying to get it right? And where can you lean into the idea that you trust yourself to make it right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm really practicing stepping into that like CEO mindset or like that completely different way of working. What does that look like practically? Like, so it looks like moving that timeline. Like what else does that look like? It will eventually look like outsourcing lots more. So we're working on that. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like in, and, and this is this is more abstract, but it's just the way it feels when I actually sit down and work. Like it's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's invisible, yeah, right? But it's a tangible feeling inside of like I don't know. Before there was always a subtle sense of like rush or like I have to get it done soon or I don't know just something about it um it's so interesting because I think it's such a mirror for some of the life stuff you've been working on too where you're like coming out of like reactivity and like coming into really like vision yeah and that's almost this too right it's like even in the work you're coming out of that kind of reactive energy of like how fast can I get this done and more into the vision of like we have plenty of time and plenty of money. What are we doing with that kind of vision? Right. Mm. Yeah. It feels a little bit like my head is above the clouds or somehow, and I can see, yeah. and it feels kind of, uh, I don't know, like sneaky, like, well, if, yeah. you, could, if you could only see what I see up here, like life is good, you know, yeah. in a way. Um, and I've never worked this way before. Like I've always been, uh yeah like a worker like really like working hard and and I still work hard it's not I mean obviously of course mm. but it's a completely different type of work so I think the what looks different is the work and not only how I work but the work itself you know what I think is so cool like oh this just gives me goosebumps um but it's like when people talk about ease I think that it can be so tough because when we are people that believe in like putting it in the work that feels so incongruent almost, but that's like exactly what you're talking about here where you're like, I'm still doing the work, but there's this entirely different experience and ease around it. And so like, even if the action itself doesn't look all that different, the experience of it could feel vastly different, right? Yeah. How fun is that? Yeah. And I know other people have been talking about it. The thing that you just shared, yep. other successful coaches, business coaches. But I was, I think I was not at a place in my entrepreneurial journey and success to have like tangibly experienced it in, in my business 100%. Mm. because you have to be a fucking diligent worker to get your business off the ground. Absolutely. 
And you're doing so many things for the first time that, of course, there's not ease associated with them when you're kind of doing that, right? Yeah. And it's that overwhelm. Like, oh, my God, a newsletter. Like, how the fuck do I set that up? Oh, my God, a Facebook Live. Like, how the (laughs) fuck do – oh, my God, you're starting an Instagram account. And, oh, my God, where do – like, all of these things that you're so inexperienced with and you have zero confidence with and zero comfort and just – for you know a complete lack of experience and and routine with them and so everything feels so like you have to put in so much work to to do them and in the beginning you don't really have the money to pay anyone else to do it and also I think for me Mm -hmm. it's also been a journey of like I want to do these things so I know them before I hand them over to someone else not everything Mm -hmm. I hired the my Sam who to do the back and stuff and build the websites and stuff. Cause I was like, I never, I'm never ever going to like need to know that, but everything else I want to kind of like understand and know, uh, I don't want to be dependent on someone. Um, well, I totally agree with that. And it's like how, you know, they're doing it well too. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's, it's a radical, it's a radical, um, transformation i think of of me um and 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 my role in the business um because before i was like ceo coach um like customer service uh you know i was doing all the roles janitor (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah like uh, literally all of it yeah yeah but right yeah yeah i was doing all of the roles and now i'm slowly starting to let go of things to do one thing really well. And that will be the yep. most valuable thing for, for the business. Mm-hmm. And that's where ease comes in, right? Because you're doing the thing that you feel like this is the thing for me. Right. And so even though you're still showing up, doing the work, all of that, right. It's still like, but it's in my like best way or it's in my zone of genius or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is something that I just feel like we all need to be talking about over and over and over again as it relates to ease, which is that ease is not always different actions, right? Usually it's really similar actions that just feel totally different. So when I talk about ease, that's what I mean. But I think that a lot of people interpret ease to mean find the thing that feels easy and not if that action doesn't feel easy, go find a different one. And it makes them spin their wheels over and over again and ultimately never get to ease because they're trying a hundred new actions all the time. And if it's a brand new action, it's probably not going to feel that useful, right? Like everything we do is kind of harder the first time we do it, whether that's like riding a bike or, you know, learning tech in your business or whatever. But Where ease comes in is what we talked about earlier is when we stack that strategy enough and we do it over and over again, we build it over time and then we see more and more that we can trust ourselves and that it gets simpler and simpler. That's when we find ease. So it's not about finding a different action. One action that used to feel really hard can now feel really easy. Actually, for me, that's video. I talk about this a lot. Video used to feel incredibly challenging to me. And now it is one of the most useful things in my business. Like I'll flip on a video all the time. I'll get on live stream whenever, like it is not a thing, right? But I didn't have to go find a new action. <laughs> I had to keep doing that action and find the ease in it, right? So that's where Erica's at in her launching, right? 
but it, she's not running a totally different launch. I mean, yeah, this is a different program, but that's not what it's about, right? She's not uh, operating entirely differently. She's just finding a deeper and greater level of ease doing the same, if not, you know, very similar action. And that's where it comes in. So please don't trick yourself into thinking that ease is about going and trying 50 new things to figure out which one feels easy. That's not it. Ease is about stacking strategy enough, doing the same thing over and over enough, and building that self-trust enough that it eventually feels so damn So good. I'm so happy for you. This just like makes my little heart like so warm. Little heart. I think you have a big heart. My big heart. So warm. (laughs) So good though, right? Mm. It is really good. It is really good. Um, and I'm, I just want more of it. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic feeling. You know, what's like crazy too to think about is like, you also have been like sick during this time. You have had a sick kid during this time. Like you've had all the stuff happen that would be so easy to throw you out of this. And you've still been able to lock into it. Not that it's not hard to have a sick week, but like, do you know what I mean? Like it hasn't thrown you out of that mentality. Yeah. And I think that's also evidence for me that the being in being at this like level or whatever you want to call it still still means I get to have a human experience and I still get Mm -hmm. to be, I still get to be me and, you know, mother and have conflicting feelings and thoughts about things and and interests. (laughs) All the time. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. And seeing that that doesn't prevent you from success. You know, I think that sometimes when we're early on in our journey, we can think, well, I would have to have none of these conflicting thoughts or none of these like outside influences or whatever to be able to have the success and being like, oh wait, no, I can have a 30K month and be a human and have challenges and have a sick kiddo. And like, none of that stops that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been ruminating. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure, you know, it will, I will two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. But as with anything, once, once the clarity has hit and you've had a, like a visceral experience of it, you cannot go back to not knowing. So this is just, you're fantastic at integrating. Mm. You are even think about the schedule thing. That was like such a big thing. And you've done so well at integrating that. Like, again, it doesn't mean two steps forward, one step back doesn't happen. But like when you like commit to like embodying something, you are so fantastic at doing that. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate that reflection. Yeah. It's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that fact. Yeah. Yeah. So this is that too, right? Like that, like I have no doubt you will embody it because that is how, how you operate. That is like what you do. Mm. Yeah. And I really want this and I get everything mm. I want. Right. So exactly. Also a fact. <laughs> so true. Sometimes the timeline is a bit off. Yep. Mm. Or there's no timeline. I always get what I want. It always comes. Exactly. Okay, good. So what feels like it's on your plate right now? Um, 
a few more sales emails. Uh, yeah. one is ready. It's, it's waiting for you. I'm writing, um, the next one. Um, Sam pulled up the email stats, so I'll, I'll send that over to you. Okay. And we'll see if we do something about it or if, if we need to, we'll see. Yeah. I'll see how I feel about it. Um, what else? We need to finish some of the, uh, course build. Okay. So it's ready. Um, I need to, I do need to finalize week one and record the audios. My plan is to do that tomorrow or Friday. And, um, I think that's it. Okay. So how amazing is that? That like this could just be your October. Mm. Yeah. And I, you know, I was kind of feeling like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll rev up like towards the end of the launch, but I kind of feel like A, I don't need to, and B, I don't kind of feel like it. Like I would yeah. rather mm-hmm. slow down towards, you know, and, 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 and we'll see. I mean, we'll definitely send some emails and be like, Hey, it's time to join like deadline and, you know, I'll keep posting a little bit, but. I don't know, in terms of the energy or or in terms of the feeling behind it, I don't feel like I need to accelerate in any way. Um, yes. Quite, you know, on the contrary, I feel it kind of like slowing down um, and just seeing like whatever happens, happens. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that. And, and yeah, and that is amazing. It is, it's, it's so, so good. I'm so, so, so grateful. And I think it's an amazing group that, um, that I've attracted and people are already asking for the next round. They can't join this round. So that feels Mm. so exciting as well. Are we putting them on a wait list? Mm. Uh, I have not. Okay. Let's do that. (laughs) Let's do that. Maybe we should send out an email actually after the launch has closed and be like, Hey, I know you wanted to join this round. Too bad you didn't sign up for the waitlist. Exactly. So that's a really good idea. Um, and then next, once the launch is done, next thing is to get the coaching, the uh, one-on-one coaching client waitlist thing up and running. Yep. It's It hasn't happened yet, but um going to do that. So we have a structure for that because then I want to start really t- like selling coaching more once I have that system set up um and then I was (laughs) then I was thinking and maybe this is just my brain doing the exact same thing but I was thinking well now that we've kind of like postponed the production start date for the next course let's start a podcast (laughs) (laughs) I want to start a podcast I want to be creative So interesting how that is, huh? (laughs) Yeah. And obviously this has been a thought for a long time. I have a name, like it's been, I've even, I even reached out to a podcast producer, um, like started, but I've, I felt into like, if it feels this easy and I'm really building a system and I know exactly like, not exactly, but how many clients I have, I'm not enrolling new clients. We have all this money. We have all this space. Maybe it would be a good time to start recording a podcast because it's so 
easy. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy. I do live calls. I do practices with zero effort. And that's where my zone of genius is. And it's not video. It's very easy production. And if I can just outsource the whole production thing, right. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it's, it, it's actually a pretty good time to just start bulk record stuff and, and see where, where it leads to and when we launch. So a couple things. One is, and, and we can talk about this as a placeholder in a second too, but let's talk about what your capacity is with one-on-one too. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't get too <laughs> crazy either. Um, but in terms of the podcast, I think, I think what you're saying makes sense as it relates to like, let me start ramping up to that and getting some recorded. I don't think you need to like launch it this month, but I know that's not what you're saying. No. But like, I actually personally think December is a really good time Mm. for a variety of reasons. But like, I think a lot of people don't want to like join a new program or something in, in that month, but I think they do want something great to listen to while they're traveling or having some downtime or whatever. So I think there could be like this like beautiful uh, runway that you give yourself where it's like beginning of October, you just start like getting an intro recorded here and there, getting an outro recorded, getting some sessions, like that kind of stuff. So I think like that could be great where it doesn't feel like this. Okay. Now I have this massive project on my plate and like we're launching in (laughs) four weeks or something, but it feels like I'm, I'm doing that thing where I'm giving myself like really beautiful runway to like bring that to life. Right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the feeling that I've been like, yeah, that I, that it's a, the desire and a feeling that I've been starting to like be, like be present with. Um, and it's, it's so easy. Yeah. Recording an intro, easy. Recording the outro, easy. Recording four sessions that are, 30 or episodes that are about 30 minutes long. Easy. I have all the content. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I just basically have to decide in which order, um, I would like to release it. I can literally go to my blog and just read the script. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It would be so easy. I can just sit here with my microphone and do it easy, pleasurable, and it could, you know, really generate so much more relationships and return of investment. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking it would be kind of, it would kind of fit the timeline as well of a pleasure treats launch early November, launching a podcast. That's a free launch. Yeah. And then launching the course around Christmas. Um, Yeah. So it felt like a genius CEO idea and vision. (laughs) And even, or even like launch, like moving the course just to like beginning of January launch, even. Mm. I mean, we can talk about that too, but it's almost like November is pleasure treats, December is podcast, January is program kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're doing so that. Good. So I just have to find, um, a podcast person and then, um, the new VA I hired, she's a, she, I mean, she's a genius at what she does and she'll enjoy pretty much any, task I'll, I'll throw her way in video editing and like proof listening to episodes and handling like she could basically be the podcast um like project manager and and yeah, man yeah. and manage that whole thing mm-hmm, 
I love it. I have um like a little podcast to do kind of list that I'll just put for you in base camp just to kind of be like, okay, intro, outro, decide on this, do this kind of thing. So you have like a little timeline there. But yeah, like I think, you know, you basically have three months. Well, two and a half, but yeah. Yeah. Two and a half. So, so yeah, that feels good. And yes, I have to, I have looked, I have thought about my uh, one-on-one coaching client capacity and I am, I'm capping it now because we have, we also have the, the shameless people who got free sessions. So I wanted to feel really spacious, um, and, and fun, uh, to do one-on-one coaching. And that's why I've raised my price also so much. Um, so yep. that I don't have to have lots of clients. Um, and all my clients feel pretty good. There's one that's really difficult. Like she's not a difficult person, but it's proven, it's proving to be quite challenging. So that's the only like one-on-one client that is currently like a little bit weighing me down. Like it feels like a heavy work mm-hmm. load. Um, which is so normal to have one. <laughs> there's always one, isn't there? There's one. Yep. Totally. <sighs> so normal. I'm kind of like the beauty of it too. Like, I feel like, you know, it's like, it's so beautiful to have those people that challenge you and push you so much. And there's always, there's always one of them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're it for me. No, so it, no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Right. With all my schizophrenic tendencies and <laughs> so tough. No, I'm kidding. But but I think it's like good to normalize. Like oh yeah, of course you have one. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I thought it was one and she's turned around to be just this like super grateful, like extended mm-hmm. more sessions. Like I'm so like she even said it herself yesterday. She's like, I'm so difficult. Um, thank you for <laughs> being patient and like dealing with me and I'm like actually you're not difficult at all if you knew about this other client I have (laughs) you're going to be talking about difficult right well let's talk about difficult and challenging situations um obviously didn't say that but um but yeah (laughs) she just kind of like she got bumped a few notches up (laughs) on that difficult scale um but you never know, right? You never know when you enroll a client where they're going to go and what what Absolutely. what it's going to be like. So I'm just trying to lean into it and really, really enjoy that that expansion for me. It's definitely an expan- expansion for me. Yes. Oh, so it's like, yeah, so tough, so juicy, right? Mm. Yeah. And then I have to think a little bit about... I, I very rarely do one-off sessions and the sessions mm-hmm. in Shameless are single sessions. Yes. So I have to think a little bit about, and I'd love your input on that, maybe when we start uh, getting closer to doing them, but just like what's important to think about when it's just a single session um, because I'm just not used to them anymore. Um, yeah. I think like the biggest thing I would say there is like, clarity I mean it sounds so silly but it's like clarity before the session so like even having them like complete a questionnaire being like really specific with being like what do you most want to walk away from this session with like starting the session with like hey here's the one thing you're gonna you want to take away from this like basically do just like a bunch of like I mean not a bunch but like some front end leg work so that that's super super clear yeah and then I was also thinking that that's great I really appreciate that um, and then I was also thinking 
because we're sharing a four month journey in the program, really looking at diagnosing like how they will use the program and the practices to yes. really shift whatever it is that we've identified either as the desire or as the the main block or like the main yeah. obstacle mm -hmm. that they're experiencing. So it's not like, oh, I have to solve all your problems in 60 minutes because that's completely a completely fucked up expectation to put on myself. Absolutely. Um, and instead of seeing it, this is like a deep dive into getting clarity and really like diagnosing or like exactly mapping out where you're at and where you want to go. And then with that information, we can really like laser focus or like use, use the work to, uh, to support you in the best way. Yes. And you have that much deeper understanding of them then. So when you're giving them an answer or practice or whatever, it's like done with that context. So it just feels really a lot deeper at that point. Yeah. And then I think people are just kind of happy to get one-on-one -on -one space. 100%. So it feels like it's already done in a way, but obviously I want to provide the most like value um, as possible. And sometimes that can also like bite you in the ass if you feel like it's never enough. Exactly. I think it's that, it's like that, you want that to pinpoint that one thing. And so then you almost can say like that, that was exactly it. As opposed to like, I think sometimes if we go into a one-off session without that pinpointed, it kind of feels like that was a great call, but we didn't like land anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm really glad that you're capping one-on-one -on -one too. So that's kind of beautiful because you have like nothing else you need to do except these like things. It's not like, well, I'm filling one-on-one -on -one and I'm doing pleasure treats or I'm launching the podcast and I have, it's like, you can be like so singularly focused each month. Like you just have pleasure treats in November. You just have, um, podcasts and just that, like, that's so cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And then really using this new extra support to take things off my plate that interfere with my focus yeah mm -hmm. yeah when when I hired her I was like yeah one like two to three hours per week and I'm like let's bring her on full-time no. <laughs> <laughs> more 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 there's yeah. so much to do um but I think I think three to five hours will land will land there and that will be that will be really good I think that's perfect. Yeah. And that, that may fluctuate slightly with certain things. You know what I mean? Like when, if she's like super heavy on the podcast and we're in podcast launch mode or whatever, but like in general, I think that's like a beautiful, normal point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds realistic and really good. Kind of feels like you're nailing it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I think it's really important to acknowledge that and yeah. really, really also for that reason, not rush into the next project or the next course, but really just allow myself the spaciousness to linger in this success and in this achievement and the wealth of the moment. Um, yeah. 
and to integrate it, right? Like you have so much to integrate right now. Like you officially have a mastermind. You have a 30K plus month. You have like, there's so much to like metabolize there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, I'm going away this weekend with some friends. So that's going to be really wonderful. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so glad. That's awesome. Yeah. No, no. No penises, like in terms of like no son, no husband. Yes. No boys. No, just, just me and two friends. So I think I'm really gonna. And you can be celebrated. Yeah. I really want to celebrate this, this week. I mean, I'm celebrating a little bit all the time with my (laughs) extravagant spending on daily lattes. Every latte is a celebration. It is. <laughs> I love that. It is. It makes me feel rich. Yeah, totally. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to save money on lattes. I'm <laughs> Give me my latte. Yeah. It's the little things, right? Where like when you really make that a moment is so special. Yeah. And I've bought a new coffee machine too. So. <laughs> oh, do we have a theme? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to buy some new boots, too, I think, because I really need that. That feels like a celebration, too. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. It's so amazing to just keep being like, like, I think that those are the things we miss sometimes. Because, like, well, I would have bought boots anyway, but seeing the boots as the celebration and, like, making it a moment or, like, I would have gotten the latte, but, like, the latte is the moment. I feel like that is where, like, you do integrate it faster, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. You did such a great job this launch and just are going to serve those women so well. I think one of the ultimate takeaways I feel like I'm here to offer in business, and I think literally is obviously such an example of that, and so is this very moment, is that you can be a human with all your flaws and all your shit and all the human-y things about you and still have success. Right. And that's exactly what Eric and I are talking about. Like she didn't like all of a sudden become perfect. She didn't all of a sudden like change and, you know, get rid of any perceived like flaw or personality thing that she doesn't like about herself. Of course not. She's a freaking human. She has up, she has down, she has good days, she has bad days, she has all the things in between. But seeing that she can still have this level of like success and excitement and ease and joy in her business in spite of that or next to that, right? That's the magic. So if you're doing that thing to yourself where you think, if I just was better in this way, if I just you know, did more personal development work, if I just grew in this way, if I just dot, 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 then I would be successful. That's the trap. It's going, I could be successful exactly where I am because I am a human and I'm always going to be a human. And even when I make a million dollars, I'm still going to be a human. And when I double that, I'm still going to be doing human-y shit, right? And so the beauty is not creating barriers to your success within yourself, not thinking that something has to change in you to have more success. Now, again, you may want to choose to change things because it gives you a better life experience. Like Erica has chosen to, you know, shift how she schedules and things like that. It's not so that her success happens and is guaranteed. No, it's so she has an easier day running her business. Do you see? So just remembering we can be a human with all the flaws and still have success. 
and that we can celebrate that, right? It's so important that Erica is celebrating that in like all the big and small ways. Like the latte is the celebration, right? So we can celebrate in small human ways too. It does not have to look like you are perfect and then you celebrate in these giant ways like by taking a trip to Paris every time. You're a human who's always going to be a human and sometimes you can celebrate in those small human ways too, like enjoy a latte every day. So both are good. Both have their place and both count. But riding off one for the other is where it gets dicey. So please remember this. Please have that be your big takeaway from this is that you can be just as messy and as imperfect as you need to be and success can still be yours. Yeah, it feels so amazing. When I was on, I had a sales call yesterday and this woman asked such a really interesting question. Um, she said, what are you most looking forward to in this experience? Uh, that's a great question. It's a great question. I'm going to ask that yeah. on future sales calls. <laughs> Absolutely. Like put that in the bank. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I said, well, professionally, it's what I'm mostly looking forward to is, is the like achieving a dream and really creating it now like it's been inside my head it's been inside my body and having the space and the not permission um but i guess the validation to create it because there's someone who will consume it and is paying for it the creation really lights me up and i'm really excited about it but then also personally and in terms of my own experience in the program because i'll be experiencing it too even though i'm teaching and guiding Mm -hmm. i'm really looking forward to creating that magic the, the magic of a group program. It's an intimate group and really getting to know each other. And yeah, that feels so, so, so special. It's kind of like mind blowing when you take a minute to really think about it, right? Like that you created this thing from scratch based on this topic that you just love. And now you get paid really well to like create and teach about that like when I like sit in that sometimes I just marvel at that like it's just kind of insane right Mm. it is it really is and I I mean I I guess that's that's the beauty of capitalism (laughs) 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 right that we get to be creative and get paid for what 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 we create like that's and the internet like I feel like the that being available to us was was so less available to so many future or past generations, right? Yeah. Kind of magic. I love that you're just taking it in and seeing it as the magic, right? The latte is the magic. Getting to create the first module is the magic. Like, you know, that's the difference. Like, we can make all that feel like mundane or like work or it can be like the most amazing thing. Mm. Yeah, that feels magical. And it will be as well. So, um, so yeah, but I think you'll be hearing from me, like processing a little bit more of the freakouts soon. I'm sure they're coming here for it. <laughs> here for all of that. And, and it doesn't take away the magic, like both, like it's right. The both and like, it's not like then you're being an unmagical, ungrateful bitch. Like it's both, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although I can be unmagical and ungrateful and bitchy, but <laughs> again, both and so. Exactly. Yeah. Always. So good. Yeah. Okay. So let's get you started on some podcast stuff. I'll look at that email. You'll send me some email stats. We'll get a quick and dirty wait list for people that are saying that for next round of shameless. We'll get an email out after. 
And then you will move into pleasure treats. Mm. Feel good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm here for all the freakouts. You keep me posted. <laughs> yes. Also, all the celebrations as the launch winds down. Mm. Yes. Amazing. All right. We'll have a beautiful weekend. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.